To the podcast. Welcome to Significant Lovers, Mel. We are two cousins. <laughs> I'm Kel. And I am Mel. I'm nervous. I'm nervous right now, so I'm just gonna pretend I'm talking to Mel. <laughs> I know, guys, like, even though we're just two cousins talking to each other, we still get stage fright before the podcast. I do get stage fright, yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks for joining us, though. I know I said I was just gonna pretend I'm talking to you, but... <laughs> But thanks for joining us. This is a podcast about relationships, about love. Mm -hmm. It's a conversational type of podcast. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we get inspired to talk about, you know, love, cheating, breakups, Mm -hmm. whatever might have you. So, yeah, we might have some tangents. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes the (laughs) celebrities reflect our own experiences, yeah, or our friends, mm-hmm. or families, or, you know, just makes you think. Yeah. Just makes you think. Yeah, because love is so confusing and crazy, and nobody has it figured out, so. Nobody. We're looking to other people to try <laughs> to make sense of it. And I feel like today, well, neither of us are married, but I feel like today we're going to talk about marriage mm. and how to make a long marriage work because this couple has been married for 30 years. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, that's not like the longest people have ever been married, <laughs> No. On our show, I feel like we don't usually have super long marriages like that, so at least not yet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so today we are talking about the Obamas. Barack Obama? Michelle Obama. Oh, oh, Obama. <laughs> Is that O'Reilly? Yeah. Oh, oh, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Remember Thanks, that? Yeah. Oh, we were like a little bit too young. I mean, we weren't, but like we couldn't vote during this time. Yeah. You know? No, Obama ele- was elected in when I was in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. And yeah, so this is a iconic couple. I feel like we we always were gonna do them someday. Mm-hmm. I thought that they seemed a little bit too perfect. Yes, and almost not that interesting. That's what I thought as well. <laughs> but I got into this. I I ended up really enjoying it. And the thing that made me interested in doing this, jumping ahead though, but I read that Michelle Obama said that she couldn't stand her husband for ten years. That's one third of the time. I know. <laughs> But that they made it through. And that piqued my interest. I thought, okay, that's interesting. I like that she admitted that. I know. <laughs> we'll get more into that later. But um, yeah, I guess I will say that, you know, they, this is a political couple. <laughs> Lots of traffic I in know. the stairwell I right know. now. <laughs> this, is, this is a political couple. Obviously, Barack Obama was the president of the united states but guys we're not gonna get into politics i'm not gonna get into the administration and what happened and that's just because it's not the scope of our podcast that would be way too much to cover yeah and and yeah that would be way that you could make an entire podcast about barack obama if you wanted to Mm -hmm. you know oh yeah and there's plenty of podcasts out there if that's what you want to listen to if you want to hear about more about his presidency i'm sure there's podcast out there so yeah. you know 
it's just not our wheelhouse no not we're just talking about barack and michelle's love story mm. <laughs> for those who are curious i'm very curious Ooh. Yeah, I, I enjoyed researching this. I guess I should say Mel is still sick. Yeah. Three, this is three weeks now. Mm-hmm. It's been horrible the past mm-hmm. couple weeks. So, I am on antibiotics now, but yeah. if there's any doctors listening, like, <laughs> what? If someone gets a cold and then it doesn't get better, it actually gets worse. Like, what do you think? What do you guys think that is? Like, has anyone <laughs> been through this before? Like, it's it's very respiratory. Had a fever of 102.9 yesterday. Got tested. It's not the flu. It's not strep. It's not uh, COVID. Uh, They put me on antibiotics, but I don't know. So if anyone has any advice, I'm going to Portugal next week, so I want to be better. Guys, that's how dedicated she is. She is still recording. I'm a professional. (laughs) But if my voice sounds weird, don't (laughs) say anything. Because I'm just trying to talk. She has a cough. She has a cough. Luckily, I will be doing most of the talking today. But so take some of the pressure off you can just go mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 all right usually we say three words to describe a couple what i came up with for them is grounded mm. honest Ooh. and teasing i love that <laughs> yeah yeah it's an overall pretty positive couple nice break from tragedy and mm, you know yeah breakups as we do okay so cheating no cheating right no we'll see you know what <gasps> that gives away that's true <laughs> okay so just about their background you know who are these people i'm sure a lot of us do know but you know i didn't really know a lot of details about them so first i'm gonna start with michelle obama born michelle levon robinson Michelle Robinson. I think that's how she'll be in the title. So she was born January 17th, 1964 in the south side of Chicago. She's 5'11". She's a tall lady. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I just feel like her personality, just from all my research, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you already know what she's like, but if, if you don't, um, she seems very warm, capable, smart, sharp, determined, does the right thing, can laugh and have fun, maybe a little cynical. Mm. That's just the vibe I was getting from my research. Her father was Fraser Robinson. He was a city water plant employee and a Democratic precinct captain, which is kind of like a local government thing. And her mother was a homemaker until Michelle was in high school, but I don't know what she did when she got a job, but she did something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Michelle has a brother, Craig, who is now a college basketball coach, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, she was raised Methodist, and her and Brock are actually still Christians today, and she has described her childhood as black, leave it to beaver. She grew up in Chicago. She lived on, the whole family lived on the second floor of her aunt's house, um, and I guess there was just a lot of family around, like, they were friends with all the neighbors, you know, it was, like, very tight-knit, wholesome group of people all close together and they lived on the second floor of the aunt's house and her dad said the reason they stayed there was because it was worth it for them to save money so that they could go on vacation and they could save for their college and stuff so yeah they were they were middle class maybe like lower middle class but they ended up being able to save a lot by living with the aunt so he taught her a lot about sacrifices the sacrifices Mm. you make for your 
family, you know? She talked about that a lot. So Michelle was a very good student. She attended Chicago's first magnet high school, which had specialized classes. And I guess round trip, the bus ride was three hours every day. Oh my God. She was the salutatorian um, in her class, second in her class. That's pretty smart. And in high school, she dated a guy named David, who apparently smoked pot in his car, and they went to prom together, and that's all I know about him. Did she say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she followed her brother and went to Princeton. He went there, too. Oh, wow. And she majored in sociology and minored in African-American studies. Michelle has said that her time at Princeton was the first time she was really aware of her ethnicity and experienced racism. Like I think there's a girl she was roommates with. And the mom didn't want her to room with her because she was black, you know, stuff Ugh, like that. That's horrible. Yeah, and it was the first time she also experienced, like, seeing super wealthy kids. Like, she'd never seen such rich yeah, people before. So it was kind of a culture shock. Um, when she was at Princeton, she dated a guy named Kevin, who was two years older. That's so weird. Both our dad's names, David and Kevin. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> huh, that's interesting. <laughs> uh kevin was two years older he played for the football team apparently he was going to go to medical school but then he changed his mind and wanted to become a pro football mascot what but then he ended up going to medical school anyway and became a doctor so is that a job a pro so. football mascot <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. very different I know. from a doctor i know who at princeton has I thought that, that was so quirky but then he ended up becoming a doctor anyway that's so, so funny I don't know. Really, he's just a guy who thought about doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Haven't we all? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Have you thought about being a mascot? Just like what it's like, no. you know, in there. In the every time I have to laugh, I have to cough. Oh, um, no! Every I, but I feel like I have thought about like just those kind of like quirky jobs before. Like I would love mm. to be like at a resort, like one of the people who like leads the pool aerobics. Oh, that's interesting! Wow, you know, like it just yeah, yeah. I think like and that's kind of similar, like a job that like gets people hyped mm. up, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think I would like to be a male man. Male oh, they woman. They have good benefits. <laughs> they have really good benefits. My dad was like actually like trying to convince my brother to become a postal really? worker yeah yeah i don't know something about it seems nice just driving around all day get to see all yeah. the houses i think look at people's mail make like an okay amount of money yeah my favorite teacher her husband was a mailman so maybe that stuck with me yeah anyway michelle 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 then after princeton attended harvard law school she's fancy and she earned her Juris Doctor, and she went on to work at a law firm in Chicago. All right, now to Barack. Barack Hussein Obama II is his name. He, I don't know why I include the height sometimes. I just get curious. He's six foot two. Tall guy. But not the tallest president ever. That was Abraham Lincoln. He was 6'4". I think we all kind of know that. Is Barack the second tallest president? I think he is the second tallest president. Oh, wow. Yeah yeah who's the shortest oh i forget he was someone from like the 1800s I think. yeah probably he was short i can't remember that the guy was five four. Oh my god Cute. are you kidding no oh i thought you said for some reason i thought you said four five <laughs> <laughs> no he's five four um so yeah Barack obama he was the 44th president of the united states but before that, you know, he had a whole life. If I had to describe him based on my research, I'd say that he's charming, smart, witty, funny, but also serious. 
dedicated, committed, a little arrogant maybe? He said that himself. He definitely talks a lot. I like how we're now doing these like summaries <laughs> of the people's characters yeah. as if they're like Sims or something. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, so his dad, Barack Obama Sr., was a Kenyan economist. And his mother, Stanley Ann Dunham, I think she just went by Ann, but um, she went on to be an anthropologist, but she met Barack Obama Sr. when they were students at the University of Hawaii crazy his dad was actually already married back in kenya when they met but he lied and said he was divorced and he had two kids too that's crazy he married Anne legally yeah wow he had another wife oh my god (laughs) i know i think i did know that yeah um poor Anne. yeah i know the other wife too yeah, yeah i i can't remember how but somehow she did find out that he was married oh my god um Baby Brock was born August 4th, 1961. Apparently, growing up, some people called him Barry. I've heard that, yeah. I'm so used to just calling him Obama, so... I know. I don't really know what to call him in this episode. I guess Barack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Obama. Yeah. He was born... Baby Brock was born August 4th, 1961. Um, I read that they considered putting him up for adoption. Oh, my God. But... There's not a ton of evidence. Like, maybe Barack Obama Sr. just said that. I don't know. But they ended up getting divorced or separated. I don't really know how it worked with Mm -hmm. the already being married thing. But they divorced, and his dad moved back to Kenya when Barack was only a toddler, and he last saw him when he was 10 years old. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I actually read that book. He wrote uh, Dreams of My Father. I read it in college. I don't remember. Would his dad come back and visit occasionally? I think he did. Oh, okay. But then only up until when he was 10. Then Mm. he didn't again. Oh, that's so sad. I know. But he had a stepfather, right? He did. He did eventually, yeah. So his mom and him, they moved to Seattle. And then his mom married a man from Indonesia. And they moved there. Hmm. To Indonesia? Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So he lived in Indonesia. But then Barack returned to Hawaii in fifth grade to live with his mom's parents. Oh, without his mom? Yeah. So he lived with his grandparents in Hawaii, um, moved around a lot, as you said. Exactly. That's the key to success. Keep reinventing yourself. (laughs) Or at least famous people uh, move around a lot. He attended Occidental, is that how you say it? Occidental College in Los Angeles for two years, then he transferred. Los Angeles? Yeah. Oh, for college. Yeah, for college. Sorry, makes sense. Sorry, I jumped ahead a lot. Yeah. In Los Angeles for two years. Then he transferred to Columbia University in New York. Wow. And as a young adult, he seemed... I have some more descriptions. As a young adult, he seemed very bookish, mm. a reader, charming, intelligent, wordy, as in mm. loves to use big words, kind of a know-it-all. Mm, yeah. But he was a really good writer. He really was. So there's this book by... David Moranis called Barack Obama the story and in it there's letters and journals from Obama's ex-girlfriend oh which is what? crazy to me because he's still alive like doesn't that seem like something people do for like historical figures imagine like him <laughs> reading it I feel like if I know. if that was me like I'm sure these are letters that he had one time yeah. read yeah but to see a collection put together <laughs> I would die that would be kind of embarrassing I know but That'd also kind of crazy yeah how who like who got these the the guy that wrote this book i guess contacted his ex-girlfriends and some of them were willing to 
give them to That's him. That's nice that so many saved them. He I must know. have been a good lover. I know. <laughs> yeah, true. I think he was. <laughs> in, okay, Wall Street Journal wrote about this book and said that Obama comes off in the letters as, quote, pretty much what you'd expect from any 20-something introvert, self-contained, self-absorbed, and prone to overwrought prose. POTUS mm. might be cringing right now, oh. as any of us would, but Moranis told us Wednesday he had no qualms about publishing details about the young lovers. The book is, after all, biography, he said. The letters and diary entries are more perceptive than salacious. I want to read that. Yeah, and you can actually like see pictures, like scans of the letters, and Obama's handwriting looked really nice. It was like cursive, very elegant. That's really sweet. Oh my gosh. I guess like nowadays someone could publish like, a book of like text messages <laughs> that you've sent that would be terrible, terrible. I know. but legally they could right Maybe. i don't know i don't know how that works i mean what's the difference between that and a, i don't and know a letter yeah. i guess that's crazy how do we know they don't they didn't fake the letters though yeah you're right i don't know about those romances though 1982, he had a summer romance with a girl named Alex McNear, who I'd call a smart blonde. Hmm. <laughs> there were nine letters in the book sent by Obama to Alex McNear, and wow. they're actually um, at Emory University today, where they will be placed in an archive, which I just think is crazy, because he's still alive! I like, know. It just seems like, you know, we talked about, oh, Jane Austen Museum, you can read her letters, it's just so weird yeah like he could go to the museum and see his own letter <laughs> yeah. that he wrote to an ex-girlfriend that uh, must be kind of weird for michelle yeah 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 she alex mcnear wrote in her journal about him um she said i know this isn't michelle but like we can't get this from michelle so yeah. i just wanted to include it and i don't know if i'll ever cover him and his ex-girlfriend probably but not Alex wrote, the sexual warmth is definitely there, but this is her journal. Oh my god. But the rest of it has sharp edges. Though he speaks sweet words and can be open and trusting, there's also that coolness, and I begin to have an inkling of some things about him that could get to me. Barack still intrigues me, but so much going on beneath the surface, out of reach, guarded, controlled. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Seems like he has a gu- like his walls up. He's mm. complex, complex yeah. dude. Sadly, that year, his father died, actually, in a mm. car accident. And it was his third car accident. It seems like he'd been kind of reckless and mm. drinking and things. Um, Brock hadn't seen him since he was 10, as I said. So it was very complicated for him. Yeah. And that's, like, in the book he wrote, In 1995, Dreams of My Father. Mm. But we're not there yet. After Alex McNear in the early 80s, when he was in New York, he dated a girl named Genevieve Cook. And according to that writer david moranis Heath says that this was barack's deepest romantic relationship of his young life both of them had coincidentally lived in indonesia as children and moved around a lot so they bonded over that she had diary pages and stuff too i feel so like salacious saying this but in the diary she talked about doing cocaine with barack oh my god pretty crazy she, but she said he didn't really do it that much she said for every five lines that someone did he would have done half oh, okay yeah mm-hmm. 
Seems like he was giving into peer pressure, maybe. (laughs) Oh. Some wondered the relevance of including this in the book. And the author said, My job as a historian is to recount what they believe was important, and neither I nor they can control the tabloid journalists who are so preoccupied with sex and largely disinterested in his political record. Mm. Such a cop-out. He's like, I, yeah, I put it in there, but I can't help what people are interested in. Yeah, (laughs) no, that's true. I have to say, like, with the jfk episode like yeah. we talked about how carolyn did yeah coke, and i saw on yeah. tiktok people were like stop judging them like i'm not judging them at all i'm they're young it's people six, like, yeah i mean i think coke can be a dangerous drug but it's just kind of exciting to hear about yeah i'm not saying like <laughs> just because it's weird that people would assume that just because we're saying someone did coke that i'm saying like they're a bad person or something it's just interesting i mean he became the president it's just interesting to me um yeah it's like he's down to hang yeah yeah i mean i I don't do coke but like (laughs) i don't i'm getting nervous i'm like i think it's cool he did coke (laughs) you know what it's whatever i don't know it is it makes it is a risky drug so i'm not like making light of it yes no i'm not like i'm not encouraging (laughs) people to do it i just think it's like it's nice to see no i don't know what i'm trying to say <laughs> it, actually it just shows how human exactly is, exactly you know? mm-hmm. that's what this shows about at the end mm-hmm. of the day okay but then he moved to chicago to become a community organizer and they broke up he dated in 1985 he dated someone else named sheila miyoshi either jagger or jaeger i'm not sure how you pronounce mm. it because she is japanese and dutch so i don't know if she pronounces it as jaeger or jagger but <laughs> he actually proposed to sheila what she said no oh my goodness said, not yet and did they stay dating they did stay dating but i read i don't know how people know this that apparently he tried to focus more on work after she said yeah. no i really think it would be hard to mm-hmm. continue dating someone after they rejected a proposal yeah, yeah. um and i read also that at one point obama attempted to end their relationship and this confuses me because why did he propose if Mm. it doesn't really make sense to me but apparently he attempted to end their relationship because of race sheila was white or like half japanese half dutch and people claimed that obama believed that marrying a white woman would hurt his credibility as an african-american politician Oh, wow. According to one of his biographers, David Garrow, when Barack was in at Chicago, there was a local African-American black, black state senator, Richard Newhouse, who was a very well-known figure, and everyone in the black community believed that he couldn't pursue further political life because he had a white wife, and that Barack Obama was aware of that and considered it a problem for a black politician to be uh, married to a white woman. I i know that's like the reality but it's sad that people have to consider that i know um were his two other past girlfriends white as well one of them definitely was but i'm not sure about the other one yeah i'm not sure obama apparently told a friend the lines are very clearly drawn if i'm going out with a white woman i have no standing here which is interesting Mm. it is interesting too because he is half white as well i know Mm. after barack and michelle obama married he apparently did keep in contact with Sheila. Oh. Occasional letter. And apparently there was one after the 9-11 attacks and a phone call in 2012. Oh. Because he reached out to ask whether a biographer had contacted her. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Do I get oh touch occasionally? Gosh, that, that'd be crazy. <laughs> You're getting a call from your ex. I know. But your ex is also the president. I know. That is crazy. Because be it's kind of one scared. Thing, yeah, it's one thing to get a call from yeah. an ex, but to be like, <laughs> oh, the president is calling. It's like, oh my God. Okay, that must also be crazy for your ex to be the president. Yeah. You Because then they're like, your president mm-hmm. and you have to see them all the time and every time there's oh a my god national everybody knows him disaster or something yeah. you turn on the tv and there he is that is crazy she sheila today is a professor at oberlin college so it seems like he really likes smart girls mm, yeah nice i like to see that so he went to harvard law and he was actually the first black president of harvard law and he studied there from 1988 to 1991 and during the summer at Harvard, he was an associate at Sidley Austin LLP in Chicago, where he first met Michelle Robinson. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's 1989. Michelle was a 25-year-old attorney at Sidley Austin, assigned as Brock's mentor at their law firm. He was 27. So he was older, but she was actually above him. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And... They met at work. Isn't that crazy? People always say, don't date your coworker. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It seems like it works out sometimes. Uh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense because that's where you're spending most of your time. Yeah. 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 I feel like if you really have feelings for someone, just go for it. I think the best way to meet people are in situations where you're forced to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So they were paired together. Like she was paired as his mentor, apparently because they both went to Harvard. And in his memoir... A promised land. Obama said he was smitten with her from the start. He wrote, she was tall, beautiful, funny, outgoing, generous. <laughs> so many adjectives. Mm-hmm. She was tall, beautiful, funny, outgoing, generous, and wickedly smart. And I was smitten with her from almost the second I saw her. She has said to Good Morning America once, and then in walks Barack Obama. And Barack Obama has always walked like Barack Obama. Like, he's got all the time in the world. And I was like, dude, you're cute. But in my mind, I was like, off limits. I'm not going to date one of the few black summer associates. She told Good Mar- Morning America, I have my suspicions when a bunch of white folks fawn all over a black man because I sort of think, okay, he can talk straight, so they think he's wonderful. So that was my theory. And his name is was Barack Obama, and he's from Hawaii. I thought, what? You know, so I didn't really know what to expect. So, I guess a month in of him being at Sidley Austin, he asked her on a date, and apparently she said, well, she has said about this, no way, this is completely tacky. I don't know what she said. She probably probably didn't say that to him, but she said no. Not once, though, did I think of him as someone I'd want to date, she wrote in her memoir, Becoming. For one thing, I was his mentor at the firm. I also recently sworn off dating altogether, too consumed with work to put any effort into it. So, yeah, he asked her out. She said no, but apparently he asked again. (laughs) That takes a lot of (laughs) guts. Which is persistent. Mm -hmm. And they did go on a date. They went to the Art Institute of Chicago, and they went on a stroll, and they saw the movie Do the Right Thing. And Michelle said about this night, we clicked right away. By the end of the date, it was over. I was sold. And Barack told O Magazine, Oprah, I treated her to the finest ice cream Baskin Robbins had to offer our dinner table, doubling as the curb. I kissed her and it tasted like chocolate. Oh, that's <laughs> cute. He's cute. Um, uh, I cannot, I wish I could, but I cannot have ice cream on a date. Oh, why not? My lactose intolerance. Why are you I know, I should. <laughs> you, I, you're so good to always be carrying that around with you. 
Yeah, I mean, I know I'm going to get a stomach ache, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to... Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of vegan flavors these days. That's true. There's actually a memorial to their first date in Chicago at the site of this box, Baskin Robbins, I guess. Wow. Yeah, that's it's like so a little sweet. plaque. It'd and be so awkward if they broke up. I know. I don't... I don't you don't think, think so they will? No. Jumping ahead, but no. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a movie about their first date called... There's a whole movie? Hang on, I'm going to find it. Like a short film or a movie? Movie. There's a movie about their first date called South Side with You. Oh my god. I don't really get how, how you, you can make a, f- a whole movie out of, out of one date. I watched the trailer and it just... I don't know. I don't get what the conflict would be. Maybe the fact that he asked her out, she said no, and then <laughs> him working up the guts to ask her again. That that I don't know how you stretch that into a feature film, though. Yeah, it seems like it takes place in one day, too, so I, I don't know. Oh, maybe it's like a before sunset type? Maybe, yeah, maybe there isn't really a plot. But yeah, yeah, check that out if you're interesting, mm-hmm. yeah, interested, guys. So yeah, then then they're dating. They're together. He's still in law school. Michelle actually left the law firm because she was feeling like she needed more fulfillment. It was like too corporate. I don't know. She wanted to help people, and so she ended up holding public sector positions in Chicago city government as an assistant to the mayor and assistant commissioner of planning and development. And then she worked for Public Allies, which is a nonprofit. According to the book Rising Star, uh, he was Obama was still seeing his ex Sheila occasionally, mm. but things must have gotten more serious because July thirty first, nineteen ninety one, they became engaged at gordon's restaurant in chicago and the dinner was actually to celebrate obama passing the bar exam from harvard and this is what michelle has said about it she said as we were reaching the end of the meal barack smiled at me and raised the subject of marriage he reached for my hand and said that as much as he loved me with his whole being he still didn't really see the point instantly i felt the blood rise in my cheeks it was like pushing a button in me the kind of big blinking red button you might find in some sort of nuclear facility surrounded by warning signs and evacuation maps. Really? We were going to do this now? And apparently they had a whole heated discussion about marriage and like the institution of it and if it's worth it, whatever. And he was saying like, he didn't see the point and she was saying that it was important to her, whatever. And then eventually the waiter came around holding a dessert plate covered by a silver lid. He slid it out in front of me and lifted the cover. I was almost too miffed to even look down, but when I did, I saw a dark velvet box that, where a chocolate cake was supposed to be inside was a diamond ring barack looked at me playfully he'd baited me it was all it had all been a ruse it took me a second to dismantle my anger and slide into joyful shock he'd riled me up because this was the very last time he would invoke his inane marriage argument ever again as long as we both should live i can almost picture that being the movie <laughs> yeah like i yeah. can picture this whole intellectual conversation about yeah. marriage and then you go back into like flashbacks of like both of their like parents like you know and then you cut to like the conversation again Mm -hmm. there's candlelight and it's like Mm -hmm. very romantic Mm -hmm. and you know what i mean yeah and maybe end ends with a proposal i wonder if it is in the movie guys i'm sorry that i didn't see it but you know i mean i didn't want to get confused about what's real and not that's so true yeah i think it's i think it's very tricky to sometimes see the yeah fictional interpretations yeah 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 like i saw the I'm talking about the Jane Austen one again, but I watched it after, and I feel like if I did watch it before, I might have, like... It would have influenced. ...been too hyped about how cute they were. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> yeah um that's pretty risky of him though like what if she actually got pissed and like stormed off or i something? know that is really bold <laughs> but it seems like like teasing is a part of their yeah dynamic later that year sadly michelle's father passed away he died Mm. from complications with ms and her friend suzanne actually died that year too from cancer oh that's awful i know so it must have been a tough year you know that happens sometimes it's like you're having a really horrible time and then a good thing happens too like you become engaged such is life i guess whoa (laughs) this is really loud right now maybe friday nights yeah, that's true. I feel like we don't usually record on Fridays. Yeah. October 3rd, 1992. October 3rd. Brock and Michelle married at Trinity United... <laughs> I can't talk. Married at Trinity United Church in Chicago and they honeymooned in, in California. And they ended up moving in together in Hyde Park neighborhood of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this. Brock was actually a professor at University of Chicago Law School. And he directed the Illinois Vote Project. According to the book Rising Star by that author Garrow, from their first day of marriage up until 2004, Michelle is very dubious and challenging about his political prospects. But it is as a state senator or in a congressional race. He enters all those campaigns over Michelle's objection. She once told him, "You you would have more impact being a high school principal. So up through 2004, Michelle is not a significant influence on his political career because A, she's opposed to it, and B, she is taking no active part. Only after he wins the Senate nomination, she begins to do some campaigning. Wow, that's pretty late. I know. I mean, a Senate campaign is pretty big. Yeah, yeah. I know, it is interesting. Like, in, in my research about them, it seemed like she was a little hesitant about him getting into politics mm. and didn't think that it would work out and i mean it does yeah it rarely works out for so many people like yeah. it's so lucky how yeah that he became the president mm-hmm. he definitely is more of an optimist and she's a little bit more pessimist yeah that's kind of their dynamic 1996 michelle worked as the associate dean of student services at the university of chicago just saying what she's up to i mean she was like she was a boss like she mm. was a really smart lady she was really ambitious so it's kind of weird that I don't know. She ends up just becoming, like, the first lady. And yeah. Like, I mean, that's an amazing thing, but, like, she was doing things on her own, too, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, she's known through her husband. Yeah, yeah. And in a lot of interviews, people are like, wow, you know, you grew up in the South Side, then you became the first lady. But I feel like she almost achieved bigger things than that because yeah becoming yeah, the exactly. first lady isn't really your own achievement it just kind of like happens yeah exactly because yeah it's, it's just because you're married <laughs> to the president yeah, like yeah. any like spouse could achieve that yeah. yeah but she was doing really impressive stuff um also in 1996 barack is elected to the illinois state senate for the 13th district hmm. 1998 they had their first child malia and obama born july 4th but that's so american i know patriotic i wonder if she'll get into politics (laughs) apparently before malia michelle had suffered some miscarriages Mm. sorry to bring the mood down but that is sad i had heard that before yeah Yeah. they did ivf right yeah they did ivf this is so later in life back to this thing michelle said she couldn't stand obama for 10 years after their children were born 
and I am going to talk about this even more later, but she said the tension between them stemmed from measuring tasks, like how many diapers each changed, until she realized that, that she's said this many times, marriage isn't 50-50 ever. Wow. She says she seems to really like this philosophy she's come up with, that it's not 50-50, that sometimes one person is giving more than the other, but that it changes all the time Mm. like sometimes like when he was really busy maybe he was only putting in like 30 and she's doing 70 but then there's been times when he does more and like i don't know she seems very adamant that like you shouldn't expect it to always be balanced because yeah that's true just make you frustrated i mean yeah because (laughs) sometimes in life like you yourself might have higher demands than Mm. somebody else yeah or vice versa like you know there's times in your life where you know things are like pretty like easy right now yeah 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 so you wouldn't really need as much from somebody else yeah seems like she was and that might be why she wasn't excited about him getting into politics because she was getting frustrated like uh you know i have a job and i'm trying to take care of the kids and you yeah are off trying to be a politician like what the hell yeah and i feel like that would be really stressful you're also probably very sleep deprived too yeah yeah she has also said that it's important to know your person mm. in order to get through those rough patches. Yeah. And she said, do you like him? I mean, you could be mad at him, but do you still look at him and go, I'm not happy with you, but I respect you. I don't agree with you, but you're still a kind, smart person. Mm. I do think that is important. Yeah, it's like you, have to, you really have to look past the the day-to-day. Yeah. And see yeah. The, the whole picture. Yeah. I'm saying this like I know. <laughs> like I've been married yeah. for 30 years. But like if you are pissed at someone, can you still think I like them as a person? Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. You definitely need that as a base level. Mm-hmm. So jumping ahead a bit, in 2001, they had their daughter Natasha, also known as Sasha. I did not know that her mm-hmm. real name was Natasha. I know, I didn't know either. I did not know that. <laughs> Yep, Sasha, born July 10th. Very close. Yeah. Okay, then, you know, I'm really skipping ahead here, but, you know, politics, campaigning, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Obama became the U.S. Senator for Illinois in 2004, putting the family in the spotlight. And at this time, Michelle was the vice president for community and external affairs at the University of Chicago Hospitals. Later in life, Michelle told the black news station Revolt TV, oh yeah, this is what I was talking about. She said, there were 10 years where I couldn't stand my husband and guess when it happened when those kids were little. People think I'm being catty by saying this. And it's like, there were 10 years where I couldn't stand my husband. And for 10 years while we were trying to build our careers and, you know, worrying about school and who's doing what and what, I was like, oh, this isn't even... Yeah, this is what I already said, basically. But And guess what? Marriage isn't 50-50 ever. There are times I'm 70, he's 30. There's times he's 60... 40 but guess what 10 years you've been married 30 i would take 10 bad years over 30 it's just how you look at it and people give up saying five years i can't take it so i hope it's a little bit closer to 50 50 now that I know. they're both out of the white house i think it is yeah it seems like they're kind of chilling um i wonder too like if she's kind of exaggerating like was it actually non-stop 10 years of like misery I no or- i doubt it <laughs> yeah i don't think that's how it i think they probably just had a lot of fights yeah but yeah she she has said this a lot it's like many interviews this can't couldn't stand my husband thing comes up i actually came across it on this subreddit Mm -hmm. this isn't where i discovered it or anything but it was four men going through divorce and they were saying 
that if a man said this, it would be terrible and that it's so not okay that women can talk about their husbands like this. What do you think? Hmm. Like, what? I don't know. I mean, maybe because he's the president too, but like... I couldn't stand my wife. But I do feel like men kind of say stuff like that. Maybe not that directly. Mm -hmm. But like, it's been an age-old thing where you hear about, you know, like... Men are getting married. They're about to lose their freedom. Their, yeah. their wife is going to be nagging them. The ball like, and chain. Yes, exactly. I hate that phrase. So, no, I think I think men do it too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do think there might be more of a phenomenon where women get together and kind of shit on their husbands, but I don't know. I mean, I haven't been in the room when a bunch of guys are alone together. <laughs> I would be so. scared if I I know this that. is like really heteronormative, what we're saying. But. Yeah. But that's just what some guys said in a men divorce. That's, that's kind of cute that these men are all talking <laughs> to each like other. It's actually really sad. Yeah. It's really sad. Oh. A lot of them were like, out of what nowhere. Were you doing? <laughs> what were you doing there? Well, I was just searching, like, I searched Michelle Obama, can't stand my husband. Oh, okay. And I was just looking at all the different results, and then I just came across oh, that. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no i wasn't just on that and then found this and then that inspired the whole episode (laughs) that would be like a good if you're a writer or something like yeah just spend some time in some reddits of people's problems that you don't relate to at all Mm -hmm. just try to you know you know figure out what people are going through it's really interesting Mm Okay, then in 2007, February 2007, Obama announces that he's running for president. And Michelle wrote about this in her book, Becoming. I said yes, though I was at the same time harboring a painful thought, one I wasn't ready to share. I supported him in campaigning, but I also felt certain he wouldn't make it all the way. He spoke so often and so passionately of healing our country's divisions, appealing to a set of higher ideals he believed were innate in most people, but I'd seen enough of the divisions to temper my own hopes. Barack was a black man in America. After all, I didn't really think he could win. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's protective of him, and she's trying to be realistic, and I can get why she would think that, you know? Yeah, I mean... I mean, there'd never been one before, so... Yeah, exactly. You know? Very few people can win the presidency. <laughs> Truly. She also said that she wasn't very excited about the idea of him becoming president, because she also didn't want to change. She didn't want to move. Yeah. She didn't want to have to get new friends, all of that. But she also didn't want to hold back Barack from the incredible things he could do. It's also, I mean, that's like a huge <laughs> sacrifice that she's making. Yeah, it is. That's it huge. Is. I wonder if she said no, like, would he actually not do it? I know, yeah. How do you even, I can't even fathom, like, how do you even get yourself in a position where you're like, I'm going to run for president. I know, I can't even imagine. I mean, he worked his way up. I hated the show This Is Us. This Is Us. Like, the way they ended it, the character Randall, Uh they were, like, acting like he's going to be president one day. It's like, really? And it almost was, like, kind of, like, mimicking Obama, I felt like, in a sense. Oh. Like, I don't know, but... It's like, it's so rare that somebody gets to that point. Like, yeah, yeah. it's such a teeny, teeny, tiny percentage of people mm-hmm. are going to become president. Like, what are the odds yeah. that you're going to be in that situation? That's crazy. How do you hold somebody back from that, though? Yeah. But also, you have to really love somebody to go through that. To have mm-hmm. to, like, 
put your family in the spotlight and also it's really scary yeah i mean presidents have been assassinated as we've talked about yeah and he's the first black president i'd imagine that like added to the anxiety of like you know like martin luther king was assassinated like there's a lot of racist people out there that's really scary it is scary she was she still had like a really respectful job though i mean she was work the executive director at the chicago hospitals and vice president of community and external affairs for chicago so you know she had to give that up too which kind of stinks but i mean maybe i don't know (laughs) i feel like i would be like okay i'm done (laughs) but she was a very ambitious lady at the time obama said of his relationship to ebony magazine he said what i realize as i get older is that michelle is less concerned about me giving her flowers than she is that i'm doing things that are hard for me carving out time that to her is proof evidence that i'm thinking about her seems like acts of service mm-hmm. and quality time mm-hmm. are her yep. is her love not language gifts. not gifts yeah yes yes, yes. mine is gifts yeah, minus two. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. Well, giving gifts, oh, okay. probably. Yeah. But I also do like receiving yeah. gifts. I seems, feel like we've talked about this on the podcast. Probably. It seems like he is words of affirmation. Mm. At least, yeah, he loves words. Yeah. yeah, 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 totally. There is a party going on upstairs right now. So if it's in the background, guys, just that's what's going on. <laughs> anyway, 2008... Barack Obama became the president. He beat John McCain, who was running with Sarah Palin. Remember that? In the White House, once they were in the White House, I think a lot of us remember that Michelle led an initiative called Let's Move to address the childhood obesity epidemic. And I think every kid in America remembers when their school lunches changed. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. That was tough because school lunch before that was really good. (laughs) Meaning unhealthy. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of cool, though, in a way that you could actually see the effect of something that she did. Yeah, she really did make a difference. Yeah, she did. I just think that, like, at least my school and I went to a pretty good public school. Mm -hmm. Like, making the school lunch healthier didn't really add actual healthy food Mm -hmm. it just like made the food really plain and bland (laughs) and gross yeah well probably couldn't control all the schools and what they did Mm. um so yeah they're in the white house now oh my god he's the president they're living in dc he's the president it's crazy and you know obviously a lot of things happened during his time in the white house but i can't get into all of it now (laughs) (laughs) In his memoir about the time in the White House, he wrote, this is about his relationship, and yet despite Michelle's success and popularity, I continued to sense an undercurrent of tension in her, subtle but constant, like the faint thrum of a hidden machine. It was as if, confined as we were within the walls of the White House, all her previous sources of frustration became more concentrated, more vivid. Whether it was my round-the-clock absorption with work, or the way politics exposed our family to scrutiny and attacks, or the tendency of even friends and family to treat her role as secondary importance. Mm. Lying next to Michelle in the dark, I think about those days when everything between us felt lighter, when her smile was more constant and our love less encumbered, and my heart would suddenly tighten at the thought that those days might not return. Oh my god. I know. He's a really good writer. He's really good. Wow. I'm kind of attracted to that, him. That's like, yeah, me too. That's really <laughs> sweet that he would 
lie awake in bed and ache for the days of their early marriage. And he probably felt bad because it's kind of his fault, but there's nothing you can do. That's really you know? considerate, though, yeah. that he's even thinking about that. A lot of men wouldn't, it's sad to say. <sighs> it does seem like their marriage wasn't the best when they were in the White House. Yeah. Even though there were a lot of really cute moments between them, you know, speeches made and the inauguration and everything, mm-hmm. but it was definitely a stressful time. Speaking of, in January, the new sworn-in couple made the whole country swoon during, well, maybe not the whole country, but mm-hmm. made, the, <laughs> made the whole country swoon during the inaugural ball, especially as their first dance to At Last as performed by Beyonce. At last, my love has come along. Right? I love that song. That is song. romantic. And I guess during this event, Brock said, first of all, how good looking is my wife? No. He asked the crowd. Oh. That's sweet. Michelle said in an interview around this time on their marriage, it's unfair to the institution of marriage and it's unfair for young people who are trying to build something to project this perfection that doesn't exist. This image mm. of a flawless relationship is the last thing that we want to project. He is steady. Has he made me mad? Yes. Does he sometimes do things that I don't like? Absolutely. (laughs) But as a human being, he has never disappointed, and I would hope he could say the same about me. Yeah, I think, like, what I'm getting from her is, like, in order to make it work is you have to know somebody's character. Yeah. And when somebody messes up or they annoy you, you have to say, is this a reflection of their character Mm. or is this just who they are in this moment? Yeah, because everyone messes up, Mm -hmm. especially when things are stressful. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I know. I feel like she's so honest, which I appreciate. Yeah. She doesn't have to do that. I actually think I get the sense that they do have a good marriage, Mm -hmm. but she's just being so honest about it. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, who has a perfect marriage? Maybe nobody. I don't think anyone does. I don't think you can expect perfection from anything. No. The closer you get to any relationship like you can see it's cracks mm-hmm, i think mm-hmm. but that's how the light gets in today is my parents 33rd <gasps> wow! wedding anniversary congrats and, but my mom like made a post it's like from the outside you'd be like not that they have a bad marriage <laughs> but like from the outside you would think like wow this is so like cute and lovey yeah. dovey and i was just yeah. thinking like you know it's like i lived in the same house like, <laughs> yeah. it's not a perfect marriage but what i really admire about michelle obama is that she does seem so concerned about young people in the next yes. generation i really admire that so much it's just so nice that she's like i don't want to make people feel bad i like, was thinking that i don't yeah. have a marriage like barack and michelle it's like no like this is a tough marriage too even though it looks great you yeah know? i really appreciate I that i feel like that's too because she has two daughters mm-hmm. that she like always thinks of things of like yeah. what do you, other girls like what would they i mean m- boys too but like yeah specifically it seems like she's really interested in like young girls yeah and, like, what they would think oh, so thoughtful mm-hmm. barack spoke to the new yorker in 2009 too and more about him lying in bed he said Mm -hmm. there are times when we are lying in bed and i look over and sort of have a start because i realize here is this other person who is separate and different and has different memories and backgrounds and thoughts and feelings it's that tension between familiarity and mystery that makes for something strong because even as you build a life of trust and comfort and mutual support you retain some sense of surprise or wonder about the other person that's so sweet i know he has such a way with words he does oh that is so true though i mean 
it is so freaky when you look at someone and you're like wait i have no idea what you're thinking yeah you're like i don't even know what's going on you in have there. a whole different brain yeah are you even a real person yeah i know it's crazy <laughs> or are you just like a fig- figment yeah. of my imagination yeah that i do think crazy. like even i mean i haven't <laughs> i haven't been in long relationships like that but you know you think you know someone so well but you can always have that thought like wait a sec i actually don't know what yeah with anybody you're like i think i know someone so well but they have so many memories without me Mm -hmm. so many experiences they know people who i don't know like there's there's gonna be nobody who like yeah you know so well like you can Mm -hmm. always keep learning something about somebody else yeah you just have to tap into it Mm -hmm. there's always some mystery yeah just have to remember (laughs) yeah 2010 michelle told good housekeeping when the kids go to bed and after he's done a little reading, we're usually curled up in our den and we'll watch a show together or we'll talk and catch up. It's nothing major, but that's what marriage is about. Not the big splashy stuff. Mm, that's so yeah. true. <laughs> that's what Miranda so needed to realize. Oh, on Sex on the City? On, yeah, yes. and just like that. Oh my She's like, God, yeah. Are we just sitting on the couch eating ice cream watching foreign films? Like, like You're lucky. Yes, Miranda. Look how cute your husband is and you're watching foreign. First of all. It's hard to get someone to watch foreign films, okay? I know. Not everyone wants to. And they had a little like ice cream sundae set up. Like, they literally the made an ice cream sundae bar. Like that's really sweet. Wait, do you know when season two comes out? I think soon. We should do our protest. Oh no, we should. We really should. I commented on the um, <gasps> Instagram justice right. for Steve. Um, yes. We're talking about in just like that the Sex and the City <laughs> the reboot, way. which we did not like. Mm-hmm. Justice for Steve. The way they treated that poor man. I know. That bartender. I know. Sexy bartender. I have to, uh, You know what? I'm going to design a poster. Well, it's just going to be like a Word document. They acted like and he didn't know how to finger. Of I course know. he knows how to finger I somebody. Know. He was a bartender. In the I 90s. He forgets how to do that. No. I'm pretty sure on Sex and the City, he was a great lover. Couldn't anybody know how to do it? Yeah. It's not that hard. I know. But wasn't he a great lover? Yes, I think he was. And then all of a sudden, well, not all of a sudden. They acted like, like years later, he's not. They anymore. acted like she never, he never satisfied her. I know. Ugh. I just hated how they rewrote it. Like if I you want to do something, like, but it's like they had to change their love story in order mm-hmm. to give Miranda this new love story, and it's so upsetting. I would not recommend. <laughs> i know anyways i told my mom it was like terrible but then she ended up enjoying it really i think because i set the bar so low yeah that's that's (laughs) like the movie yeah you yeah were you like not as uh taken aback by the sequel or was it someone else the movie yeah 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 i thought the movie wasn't that great but it was enjoyable i guess yeah 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 i thought the second one was so bad i know it's better than the show though yeah believe it or not and just like that yeah but yeah anyway anyway um and i've heard in interviews and conversations between the two of them that apparently he you know when he would walk into the residential part of the white house he would just kind of turn off work which is pretty amazing wow yeah i feel like that'd be very hard to compartmentalize i know yeah 2012 obama was re-elected election day was november 6th so i just missed it my birthday is november 8th Mm. i remember that yeah she got the next election day (laughs) yeah on my birthday (laughs) fuck that i was born on election day so it just happens a lot so annoying anyway he's re-elected 
Uh, Michelle is still doing her advocating for healthy eating, children's health. Um, I guess she was working for hospitals. Maybe that's kind of how she got into all that in Chicago. Oh, you know? yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. This is not really relevant, but I also read that she really grew the gardening at the White House and mm. that they actually used the food that they grew in the White House in the kitchen and stuff. Oh, that's cool. She got beehives there. And <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. She's kind of a food hippie. That would be really so weird to live in the White I House. I know. But I would kind of hate it because it's like not your home. I know. To, like it is your home, but like, and I guess you do have people who can do like all the, it's not like you have to be the ones like putting up wallpaper. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't really feel like, oh, I did all this work and now, you know, they're going to re-renovate it, but you can't like long-term plan for stuff. I think it's such an interesting phenomenon that the president gets to live in this house and it's very lavish and everything, but it's almost like they're renting. And then yeah, it's in so comes true. the next family. Like it's so, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's like the person. <laughs> and a lot of presidents like actually don't, or not a lot of them, but they have like a secondary house as well. Yeah. yeah. Michelle reflected on their life together at the Democratic National Convention prior to the election and said, Our life before moving to Washington was filled with simple joys. Saturdays at soccer games, Sundays at grandma's house, and a date night for Brock and me was either a dinner or a movie because as an exhausted mom, I couldn't stay awake for both. And the truth is, I loved the life we had built for our girls. I deeply loved the man that I had built this life with, and I didn't want that to change if he became president. I loved Barack just the way he was. You see, even though back then Barack was a senator and a presidential candidate, to me, he was still the guy who'd picked me up for our dates in a car that was so rusted out that I could actually see the pavement going through the hole in the passenger side door. He was the guy whose proudest possession was a coffee table he'd found in a dumpster and whose only pair of decent shoes was half a size too small. So, I don't know. just seems like she misses the simpler times. Yeah, and then it's sad. It's like you never actually would go back to those times. Yeah. You can never just sit openly at a soccer field yeah, ever again. I know. I mean, once you're the president. Yeah. Where yeah. you're anonymous, too. Yeah. People, I mean, you're at a soccer game. You're going to have Secret Service now. Yeah. People are going to be watching you. They're going to have cameras. I know. I think she is very lucky in a way to get to experience all this. I mean, to be married to the president. Oh, my God. But I do feel a little bit bad, too. Yeah. Seems like it was a hard time. Okay, so I was trying to see if there was, like, anything, you know, salacious or suspicious about their mm. marriage. The only thing I really found that's oh interesting, in 2014, there were rumors that Obama was having an affair <gasps> with Beyonce. Okay, I'm going to say no. <laughs> the French... Okay, this is that's interesting, interesting though. though. The French photographer Pascal Rostain claimed to mm. have a picture of them and said... So he said to a French publication, he said, you know, at this time in the United States, there's something big that is happening. It'll go out tomorrow in the Washington Post. We can say that it is not the gutter press, an alleged affair between President Barack Obama and Beyonce. But that never happened. It didn't come out in the Washington Post. And it is interesting that the week that this rumor came out from this French photographer, the French president, Francois Holland, had visited the White House and he had been embroiled in his own media frenzy mm. because he had an affair with a French actress, oh. Julie Gaillet. So it's almost like they're trying to like uh, <laughs> do a spin-off. Yeah, like, American. Well, the American president is doing it too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it. I don't think it's true, but it is interesting that there was an actual guy that claimed mm. to have this. Like, 
I guess it's possible. And I'm trying to picture them like making out. It's possible that, you know, this guy did have a picture and that he was paid off or something. But it is weird because Michelle has talked so highly of Beyonce. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And I feel like like Beyonce Beyonce probably thinks very highly of Michelle. Yeah. And like they have spent time together, the four of them. I mean, Barack, Michelle, Beyonce, and Mm Jay-Z. They have hung out. They know each other. But I just find it hard to believe that Michelle would love Beyonce so much if that... Yeah, exactly. I just can't picture it. <laughs> you know, I think no. I could, but... I mean, they're both attractive At least people. if he's going to cheat with someone, it, like, <laughs> that's... Uh, I don't think it's true. Better Beyonce than yeah, an intern. I know. You know? And it is so, like, oh, JFK, Marilyn Monroe, like... Oh, yeah, that's know. true. That's true. <laughs> but I don't believe it. Yeah. yeah. It seems like Beyonce and Michelle are tight, so... Yeah, I know. Yeah, but just thought I'd let you guys know. Hmm, like, maybe if Beyonce was, like, really <laughs> mad at Jay-Z because Jay-Z was cheating on her a lot. Like, oh, you know what? Well, I'm going to fuck the president. But I don't think... I don't... Yeah. You know, I, I don't think that she would do that either. Mm-mm. Moving gun on. Guns in my head, I would say it's not true. Yeah. You in, know what? That's oh. the crazy thing that we've talked about. Stuff like that probably has happened. Yeah. That nobody knows about. I know. That's a crazy thing. There's probably been some so many hookups between famous <laughs> people that would probably blow our minds. Probably. Oh, I wish we could know. 2015, Michelle attended a panel for Glamour magazine and she said, You don't want to be with a boy who's too stupid to appreciate a smart young lady. I want to encourage all of us young women as older women. We have to raise our own bars. If I had worried about who liked me and who thought I was cute when I was your age, I wouldn't be married to the president of the United States today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, so then 2016, their time in the White House comes to an end. You know, it had to happen someday. In this country, you can only serve two terms. So, yeah. Before leaving the White House, Michelle was on Stephen Colbert, and he showed a picture of her and Barack to him, and she did an impression of him that I thought was kind of funny. So I'm going to play it. But I specifically, I need to talk to you about this picture, which, when it was released, burned the Internet to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Right there. What, uh, That's what do you guys? <laughs> you know, we liked you already. You didn't That's have to release this Obama. photograph. Now, <laughs> no. uh, what, is, what are you guys saying to each other there? How did this moment come about? You know, Barack is horrible in photo shoots because, and I hate doing photo shoots with him, so I'm sure right there I was saying, would you just be patient and stop? Don't rush the photographer. It's like, yeah, I think we got the shot. Can I go? Can I go? And it's like, no, you can't go. Just be patient. That was exactly, Barack has two smiles, you know, for a photo. It's like this smile or this smile. And he's just sort of like, I think we're done. We have it. And it's like, no, we didn't. These photographers, they've been setting up for hours. He comes in, it's like, I think I can give you five minutes. 
So I was trying to convince him to just chill out and relax, and so they caught that discussion. <laughs> That's what's happening right there? This is just, please, please, just one more photograph. And just one just more like, photograph. Really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Who's harder to get to stand for a photograph, your husband or your children? Oh, my husband, without a doubt. I mean, well, yeah, him, yeah, he's, he's tougher. No, uh, I thought you were going to say him or Bo and Sonny. <laughs> well? Him. <laughs> um, now, uh, that smile, that was a pretty good uh, impression of your husband. Do you do an impression of your husband? Oh, we all three of us have good impressions of uh, Barack. I, would you mind sharing a little bit well, of Well, it's usually your... at the dinner table because, you know, and Malia will start it because she usually asks the serious question, well, Dad, tell us about your day. Oh, and what about that conversation on uh, global warming? And Barack, um, Sasha and I are like, oh, God, no, don't get him started. <laughs> He's like, well, no, I'm glad you, I'm glad you asked that. Um, <laughs> let, me just, uh, let me just answer that in three points. <laughs> one, and then 1A, and then 1A and B. And Sasha and I are like, oh. You're because, like, uh, Professor, can I audit this right. lecture? <laughs> Because Sasha and I want to talk about our favorite song on Lemonade album. Mm -hmm. That's what we want to talk exactly, about. Exactly. He doesn't want to go I there. I heard him say, well, I heard you say about the president that he leaves the job at the door when he comes into the residential part of the White House. He does. Is that really true? Because I can't leave my job at the door. Yeah, How does he yeah. leave that at the door? You know, at least our time together, because when he first walks in, we have dinner. It's usually dinner time. So mm -hmm. that's the time when, unless Malia asks him about his work, which we try not to have her do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's all about the kids. You know, how are your days? What's going on? What's the latest gossip? He's really into gossip, so you can get him really focused because he doesn't have a life. <laughs> so, no, but he's got the NSA, and he can find out what any of us are thinking. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. That was funny. <laughs> well. You see, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> He's got points one, one A, one yeah. B. Yeah, he does really. I could picture that. Yeah, me too. And she brought up the Lemonade album. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beyonce. It I, didn't um, happen. Yeah. No, I don't. She I, would know. No. Yeah, she would have an inkling. Yeah. Just a silly rumor. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so then, January twenty seventeen. Barack is doing his farewell speech leaving the White House, and he thanked Michelle, actually, and teared up. And I'm going to play this, too. Aww. Some of you here tonight, or watching at home, you were there with us in 2004, in 2008, 2012. Maybe you still can't believe we pulled this whole thing off. Let me tell you, you're not the only ones. <laughs> Michelle? <laughs> Michelle LaVon Robinson, girl of the South Side. For the fat. For the past 25 years, you have not only been my wife and mother of my children, you have been my best friend.
You took on a role you didn't ask for, and you made it your own with grace and with grit and with style and good humor. You made the White House a place that belongs to everybody. And a new generation sets its sights higher because it has you as a role model. So you have made me proud, and you have made the country proud. Oh my god, I'm literally tearing up right now. Because he was tearing up. He took out a little tissue. Oh my gosh, he was really crying I know. to see that. Like, ugh. You can see there's so much love there. There is. And, like, it's really sweet that he dedicated that much of his farewell speech to her. You know? I know. And, like, you can see how much <sighs> he recognizes and appreciates the sacrifice that she made. Like, yeah. in that speech, I can picture him lying awake at night and oh. thinking and feeling kind of guilty of, like, she's mm-hmm. putting herself in this position and and she's like you said like she really embraced it too yeah. like she did it with such grace yeah oh he is a great speaker yeah very long pauses though i know yeah very long pauses. <laughs> i thought at one point it was over <laughs> oh it's so oh love they had an exit interview with people magazine and I thought this part was cute. Barack said he loved his mother-in-law, Michelle's mom, mm-hmm. and said, she protects me from Michelle. So if mm-hmm. she's mad at me, her mom will go, he's a nice boy. Stop mm-hmm. it. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> uh, after they left the White House, the family traveled to Italy, Hawaii, and Necker Island in the British Virgin Islands, apparently a spot owned by billionaire Sir Richard Branson. So they're enjoying themselves, Mm. which, yeah, I think they deserve. Yeah. On Life Outside the White House, Michelle told Oprah, I love Oprah, Um, me too, I want to open my front door without discussing it with anyone, and I want to walk out that door and just walk, just want to walk by myself, or a semblance of feeling like I'm by myself. I want to sit in a yard that is not a national park. I do not, no, (laughs) I do want to drop into Target. I want to, I do, I want to go to Target again. Hmm. Oh, I hope she can. I know. Maybe she put on a mask. Yeah, maybe. A hat. A hat. Yeah. Yeah. Sunglasses. Yeah. A mask, a <laughs> hat, and a sunglasses. I would not be able to sell. Kind of creepy. A wig. I remember doing that, though, like, during the pandemic. Yeah. I remember, like, I took a selfie of myself. I had a mask. Honestly, glasses, no, even hat think on. anything of it. Yeah. yeah. In the book, Yes, We Still Can, by Dan Pfeiffer, he wrote that Obama said to him, Here's the advice I give everyone about marriage. Is she someone you find interesting? You will spend more time with this person than anyone else for the rest of your life, and mm-hmm. there is nothing more important than always wanting to hear what she has to say about things. Mm. I'm not married, but so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think it sounds true. It really sounds like keep getting to know each other. Yeah. You know. Uh, they really, they put in the work. Mm-hmm. I feel like they both are just very dedicated people. No. Yeah, and it seems like they both like really think about like how to make marriage work. Like mm-hmm. they're both like thoughtfully considering it. No one like neither has given up or anything. Which I think I feel like when people give up and they just like don't care anymore, that's yeah. when marriages fall apart. They're very long term. In 2018, Michelle's memoir Becoming was published, and in the book she talked about going to marriage counseling. And then she was on Jimmy Fallon, and she joked that she was one of those wives who said. 
I'm taking you to marriage counseling so you can be fixed, Barack Obama, because I was like, I'm perfect. And then our counselor looked at me and I was like, what are you looking at? And I guess she realized that it wasn't up to her husband to make her happy. Mm. That she was putting too much on him, I guess, you know, for her happiness. Was this during their presidency? I don't know. I don't know when they did go, but that would be crazy. You're the counselor of the president. I know. That'd be hard to keep a secret. Wow. I know. That would be very hard. You'd have to be a very strong person. Yeah. Also in 2018, Barack and Michelle founded their production company called Higher Ground. Oh, yes. We, we were actually we featured were, on a... Wait, were, did we make the cut? Yes. Yeah. We were featured on a podcast that was created by their mm-hmm. production company. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they listen to it. <laughs> I can't picture that. Barack Obama, does he like Twilight? Did they sign off? Like, did they even know, know that that was made? <laughs> Their first film, though, a documentary called American Factory, won the Academy Award. Wow. So it's cool. So they're random. I don't really know how they got into this, though. It doesn't seem very connected to the rest of their careers. Doesn't it feel like Meghan and Harry are trying to do the Obama track? They're totally copying. Yeah. In 2019, Barack and Michelle bought a house in Martha's Vineyard. Mm. Love it. Um, A lot of Martha's Vineyard couples on this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. September 2020, Michelle started her podcast, which she still does today, and she had Barack as her first guest. And I listened to the episode, and I thought they were really cool. Really enjoyed it. I thought they were really thoughtful and had some deep conversations, but they were also very loving and teasing to each other. Aw, that's sweet. And they talked about, because this came out September 2020, and they talked about spending time in quarantine together, and Barack said, I've been loving it. And joked that she didn't seem happy about it. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, didn't he have his birthday party around this time that was, like, huge? Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, okay. I think I remember. Was it a scandal? It's, it's not even part of my notes, but I feel like I remember it was kind of during the height of the pandemic mm. that he had a big party. And, yeah, I mean, people people were upset about made it. Made a big yeah. But... <gasps> I wonder if, like, he's more of, like... Not a house husband now, but like he's Maybe. like, I'm putting my feet up, like house I'm relaxing. Husband. I want to just play chess or he something. He deserves it. Yeah. I mean, what more can he do for the world now? Exactly. I kind of like how they've really taken a step back too. Like they will like mm-hmm. campaign for people, but they're like, yeah, we're not really like yeah. getting involved anymore. I, yeah. At a certain, certain point, you really do need to just relax. Yeah. It's good for your health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and when I think health. about how hard the presidency is, I always I think of that picture of Obama. Like, not even like, yes, he was getting older, but like how quickly he went gray. Yeah. Like, that just shows like the physical toll yeah. that a job that stressful has mm-hmm. on somebody. Seriously. I mean, imagine a country blaming you for, for everything. A whole country mm-hmm. going downhill or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot yeah <laughs> every time there's like some major crisis yeah. you have to go give a speech yeah like oh my gosh i wonder if that's frightening i wonder if you still know, get stage probably. fright before doing that probably and like i'm sure there's sometimes you have to give a speech where you have like a tummy ache that day or something <laughs> or like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you just have to push through it yeah so on the podcast this is just random stuff about their relationship that I took note on. She mentioned that she would have more dogs. I think she has two if it weren't for Barack. 
Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. He doesn't I mean, want it anymore. Yeah. I mean, two is a good I'm amount. T- yeah, two. <laughs> Fine. Uh, they talked about how he was the top of his class in law school, and he joked, that's why he started dating me, because he thought I'd be your meal ticket. <laughs> and Michelle talked about how back in the day, she was more motivated by money than Barack. She wanted to be a rich lawyer, and she even joined a wine club. But then she realized it wasn't fulfilling, and she said that working on the 47th floor of a law firm was lonely and isolating. So that's when she got into more, like, community yeah. stuff. And they talked a lot about community, actually. Reminds me of my friend Madison. She's very into community, and we talk about that a lot. But it's kind of related to their marriage, but I just thought it was something to think about. He said, I think culturally we've become much more focused on stuff and less focused on relationships, family. Part of being an adult and citizen is you give stuff up. And she said that she feels like people should stop striving to have it all because it's not realistic and ultimately isolating. And she said, that's the opposite of what I was taught. You were never supposed to have it all. If you had it all, that meant you were being greedy because you were taking that away from someone else. And they were just encouraging people to be more selfless and to be there for your friends and family. Which I actually do believe in i some i had this thought i don't know this is like a tangent but i just feel like we could make the world such a better place if everybody took care of each other you know that's so true (sighs) and i feel like she's also saying like it's not about what what do they sing in that song like soak up the sun it's not about (laughs) it's not getting what you want it's loving what you've got what is it? It's not getting what you want. It's loving what you've yeah. got. Yeah. Did you just look that up? No. Oh, wow. I just oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do think that that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are probably all too materialistic. But yeah, she called him the eternal optimist. Mm. At the end of the episode, I thought it was funny that she thanked him for coming on the show and he was like we like talking <laughs> that's sweet i want to listen to that yeah and then he said love you and she said love you i just Aww. i thought it was cute and then okay this is really the last thing i have she was on npr and she talked about her advice for having a long marriage she probably mentions the 10-year thing we'll see people i think and you've written about this they have idealized your marriage they sit mm-hmm. there and look at it but you have always been very clear and very honest that marriage takes work mm-hmm. it takes daily work and that it is not always glamorous and you have had some very unique strains but there's also the strains that any of us who are in a relationship mm-hmm. or married face whether it be <laughs> whose career goes first yeah, or who right. takes on the childcare labor is there one piece of advice that you would give for people who are thinking about how you put in that work for a partnership yeah. that's lasted that long. Yeah, it's not really one piece of advice. It's To me, it's a philosophy. It's an outlook. Um, you know, in, in this age of we want everything now, we want everything quick, We you know, when life is everything but that, we have to understand that marriage is never 50-50. Um, and, you know, you, you sort of wonder how that idea kind of got out there. Um I have found that if you stick with it, you know, over the course of your entire relationship, you may have 50-50 over time. Mm. But if I look over my marriage, if I were to judge it in year five or year 10, there was never 50-50. Somebody was always giving way more. Someone always needed a different kind of thing. You have to evolve with it. Um, And so, yeah, there were times when I felt like I was 70% in and he was doing 30%. Um, 
because of the choices that I made in the terms of how I wanted our family to look. I had to take my foot off of my career gas pedal, uh, never putting on the brake, but slowing up a little bit. Those are the natural compromises that are required. And I feel bad when I see young people giving up on their relationships mm-hmm. because there's there are periods of hard, there are periods of discomfort. So I think it's important for us to be honest in those conversations, not to glamorize what a partnership feels like, because then uh, young people quit too soon. Mm-hmm. They quit before they've really, you know, played out the full scenario. That's her classic. Yeah. <laughs> Never 50-50. I yeah. think what's confusing about that, though, is at what point are you staying too long in a situation that you shouldn't mm. be in because you are you see the big picture and you mm-hmm. see potential or you see like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I, eventually this will change, but what if it doesn't? And what if you are wasting your time with somebody? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I wish you would elaborate it, elaborate on it a little bit more. I don't know if she means that like there's years where she's doing 30 percent if it's more like because yeah. if day it's day to day 10 years of <laughs> like that's a long a yeah. long time yeah it's tough because like i'm not married so i feel like i don't know but i feel like this is gonna sound weird but my friend madison as i mentioned earlier is really into community mm. and she was talking a lot about it and i kind of had a thought that it didn't sound too different from a business Mm. and then i also because you're talking about like uh getting through conflict and making decisions and how do you do that with a group of people and i was thinking oh it doesn't sound that different from a business and that will not sound very romantic but Mm. i was then even thinking it's kind of like a marriage and like all of these things whether it's an intentional community or a business or a marriage they're about commitment and it's like we're gonna whether it's a group of people or you know marriage is I think it is romantic, but I do think it is a commitment to an ideal or to strive towards something. And I think you have to both want the same life. Yeah. And whether that's like having kids and grandkids someday and like, you know, having a country house or whatever, we're going to live in the city. I don't know what it is, but like you, I think, do get through that because you are getting through all of this for the life that you want. And so you have to both want it i think is the thing yeah i think so and i think not everybody gets married necessarily wanting that like i think some people don't get married fully ready to commit to somebody for the rest of their life Mm -hmm. but when you are getting married it's because it should be because you value wanting to have a lifelong partnership which might not always look super romantic and idyllic and it's gonna you have to know going into it that it's gonna be hard Mm -hmm. but i think people i think what she's saying is young people who want a partnership they think it looks different yeah than it actually does Mm -hmm. but if people don't like i think there's also value like some people don't want to stick it out like to them it's not important to have a lifelong partner they would rather maybe have a few good years with somebody and then have a few good years with somebody else and keep having like the the beginning stage Mm -hmm. i guess it means different things to different people i Mm -hmm. wonder i i don't really know like She's said it many times, but I sometimes don't know what she even means by the, like, I'm giving 70, he's giving 30 or whatever. Like, yeah. what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, like giving it in at home or... Yeah. Yeah. Or 
is it just that you guys are making more decisions about one of them versus the other mm, probably maybe you know and i wonder like okay now that he's not the president is there is it 50 50 or like i don't know yeah it's, it's a little puzzling but it's kind of her thing that she always i guess talks sometimes about. like even in life like if you're not the president or whatever like yeah times where like someone has a, just a lot more problems going on so like that's yeah. the focal point and like the thing that you're talking about the most or something true. you know true yeah I don't know. I hope that um, she feels like it's 50-50 or it's more on her side, I yeah. know. Because <laughs> it sounds like she always kind of says, like, she was giving more than I him. I know. When is, he, when is he giving more? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but they do seem to love each other a lot. Mm. And I think that they are just, especially her, I think she's just very honest. And it's almost like one of her causes, I think, is she wants people to know that... Yeah. They can make it work and i feel like she just is putting all this out there it sounds kind of negative but i think she's doing it because she thinks it will help people so i feel like they do have a good marriage and they're still together today and if i had to guess i really think they will stay together i'm gonna say like 90 percent me chance too they stay together i think they're end game yeah i do i couldn't picture them with somebody I know. else i also think when it comes to public figures like this it's kind of hard for them to get divorced oh i know no. that would be crazy yeah Are there have there been presidents who have gotten divorced after probably maybe not <laughs> gotten divorced after being the president after i feel like fdr and eleanor roosevelt were kind of separated but they um. still were married I'm reading that Ronald Reagan was the only president who ever divorced his wife. He divorced Nancy Reagan? No. But he left that first marriage so early in life and moved on to such a stable and functional second marriage that the voters didn't care. Okay, so that was before. Well, wasn't Trump divorced twice? That's true. Yeah, what? this must be an old one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's from 2010. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Trump was divorced twice. Yeah, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, people, but I don't think anyone's gotten divorced after being in No, office. it doesn't seem like it. Like a president and the first lady. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Who will be the first? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> um, Probably Trump. Trump. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I had to guess, although yeah. he's quite old now. Yeah. I know. At one point, you're like, he's too old to do anything about it. I know. I know. Yeah, so that is Barack and Michelle Obama, the love story. That was really sweet. It did make me want to watch a movie about them. Yeah, there is one. There is one. I think it would be interesting if there's one more about their whole relationship. I think yeah. that could be a really I'm good sure movie. there will be. Yeah, probably someday. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, I enjoyed learning more about them. It was fun. So thank you guys for listening. I know I didn't include everything. Too much. But... You know, you could have a whole podcast about them. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get them on the show. What? Because they do podcasts. Yeah. yeah. We might as well ask. <laughs> maybe that's her 50 or whatever that she's like, I want to do media. Yeah. Yeah. No, but wait. That's goes, okay, Michelle. I like, though, that one of her causes is educating people about the reality of marriage mm-hmm. which makes me think she might want to be a guest on the show <gasps> to michelle? be like this is how it seems from the outside this is what it's like on the inside yeah michelle if you're listening mm. we collab <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrifying i would 
literally like shit myself. That would be the scariest guest That'd ever. That'd be even scarier than Catherine <laughs> Imagine Hardwick. Obama comes on too. Oh my god. Never. Doesn't Obama seem like he's like your old principal in a way? Like I feel like if I ran into Obama on the street, like he like, would yeah. know who I am. <laughs> what? You, you don't get that? Cause he would know you? No. No, but like th- there's just such a familiarity, you know? He probably, when every time he interacts mm. with people, he probably always <laughs> acts like they know that I'm Barack Obama. You know what I mean? Yeah, but not that he knows you. I know. <laughs> no, I don't think I would. Because I, like I feel like I know him, so he mm. knows me. That's a parasocial relationship. <laughs> you wait, that is literally a parasocial <laughs> relationship. <laughs> oh my god! If I have to hear that word one more time, I'm, I'm sorry, I just fucking say. lose it. Mm-hmm. People like you said this to me off the mic. I feel like people just learned that word oh, and now yeah. they're applying it to everything. <laughs> you know, people for the dawn of time have like talked about people that they yeah. don't know and like made assumptions about them and yeah. you know, that's like we are literal social creatures. Yeah. And people have done it since like ancient Rome. So probably before that. Mm-hmm. And especially if it's, like, giving you joy, what is the problem with it? Yeah. You know? And everybody does it. Yeah. I really feel like when people talk about that, it's because they feel smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. And I feel and, that's, like, and so it, many And people phrases. are so selective about it. They probably, yeah. ha- like, have parasocial relationships with their favorite musician or something yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then, like, for, like, a random person, they want to <laughs> just put other people down and say, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll never understand these parasocial relationships. And then they'll probably talk about, yeah, like, a politician or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. For five minutes and act like they know them. Mm-hmm. We don't care about that on this show. No. You know what? I do have parasocial relationships yeah. and I'm proud. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, honestly, like, it's harmless. I'm as creepy and I'm not, proud. Yeah. As long as you're not like showing up at their doorstep and yeah. like sending them like a ton of messages, who cares? Yeah. You know, it's if it doesn't dictate your life. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. If it's just you and your cousin talking about these people, <laughs> yeah. who cares? Who cares? Just you and your cousin. Yeah. What's the harm? <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening. Speaking of people that you have a parasocial oh. relationship with. Who can you give us a hint about who the next episode is about? <gasps> Are you giving away that I have a parasocial relationship with this person? A little bit. That's kind of a hint in itself. Yeah. Uh, next week is about my favorite musical artist. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. Um, I've definitely mentioned this artist on the show before. And it's about a relationship that I think was very influential on mm. the music. It's a music episode. Mm hmm. Well, thank you guys again. And thank you for listening. We'll get back together next next week. week. And like I said, if there's any doctors listening (laughs) and you have any advice, let me know. That'd be cool for doctors (laughs) listening. Yeah, wait, that'd be really. (laughs) I doubt it. Maybe. Any politicians listening? Mm. Mm. Obama? Okay, bye. Bye. Tell